Faden is Joe Rogan. I'll be Ben Shapiro. So listen. So this is why. All right. So I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk a million miles an hour, and then you'll never get a chance to say anything. But that's I'll, be, logic, I'll, that's I'll say logic, things very logic. confidently. Better. Come in there. Come, sit, right next to the fire. I have a seat just for you. Hey, cool. FDR's here, everyone. (laughs) Fireside chat time. As you heard, that is Dale Flashpoint, my co-host of Onnet Radio, a monthly game club podcast. And over there in the corner is the voice actor extraordinaire, Jake McCaskill. He's whittling something. Yeah, what are you whittling whittling. over there? I'm just whittling. It's a secret. It's a secret. Well, Faden Delano Roosevelt, it's great to be welcomed by you. <laughs> oh, you know me. I'm I'm bringing the new deal to games. <laughs> <laughs> the wait the the games new deal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you both something, uh, Jake. What's a game you've been playing this month or games? <laughs> playing Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I've also been playing a little bit of Magic the Gathering Arena. And I've been playing another game called Immortality. Jake, what inspired the classic Zombies Ate My Neighbors? I think it's just because the spooky season is upon us. Uh, uh, Dale? (laughs) (laughs) What is your name again? (laughs) It's just like the spooky season is upon us and we, you know, Zombies. Jack-o'-lanterns, you know, we're fall happened like three days ago and you know here we are that's a, that's an impressive throwback wow who are you playing with mm, myself oh and i told faden to download it so faden they may or may not be getting it but okay okay it, it was looking interesting it just it's you know it's like an arcadey kind of 16-bit classic you know i used to get oh, yeah. up early mornings on saturday and well i guess any weekend day and have a bowl of fruity pebbles and I just go to town on those zombies and try to save the survivors and I couldn't get very far because there's a huge difficulty spike. But that's it's one of the all-time twin stick greats. It really oh, is, is it a twin stick shooter? It is, yeah. Hmm. Remember mm-hmm. when we had this big debate over what a twin stick shooter is? 
Yes, I do remember. <laughs> Turns out almost everything is a twin stick shooter. Yeah, that's definitely the takeaway. <laughs> Anything is a twin stick shooter if you twin stick enough. Well, yep. if I mean, all controllers have two analog sticks, right? So it's like, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn is a twin stick. It is actually. Yep, it has two sticks, and they're twins, and, and there's shooting. Ah, twins. Uh, uh, most <laughs> Nintendo games are not twin stick shooters, since Nintendo famously did not have two sticks until the GameCube. Well, yeah, Nintendo so is famous for. Yeah. <laughs> wait a second, Zombie Ate My Neighbor can't be a twin stick shooter, but it is. It is, but it can't be. <laughs> what was? What did it come out on originally? Oh, actually, Robotron can't be a uh, twin Genesis stick shooter and either, Super it came Nintendo. out on the arcade cabinet. Yeah, Genesis and Super Nintendo. That's, yeah, that's not Twin Sticks. All right, Twin Stick fans, light fading up in the comments. Oh, yeah, our massive Twin <laughs> Stick audience. Hashtag cancel fading. <laughs> hashtag cancel uh, Dale. Oh, oh just what? cancel both of us. Cancel the thing. Just can't shut the whole show down. All right, folks, see you next week. We're canceled. What about, uh, what about y'all? Yeah, Dale, what have you been playing? I actually played a bunch of games that weren't the game we played for this month. Um, I started out with a little bit of Tropico. Turns out that uh, I can just play RimWorld and commit many funnier human hum crimes against humanity that don't have a very thinly wow. veil <clears throat> veiled uh, racist coding to them. Um, so I stopped playing Tropico. Then I picked up Medieval Dynasty, which is a game that uh, takes place over the course of the lifetime of a peasant uh, in the medieval era, and he basically creates a dynasty of his own so that's a slow burner i got started on that one and, and you know i will continue to play that as time goes on i also played a lot of splatoon 3 which just came out faden and i have been going hard team grub for the win uh, i'm sorry but it's uh team gear for the win <laughs> and uh finally let's see finally i've been playing journey to the savage planet which is a co-op metroidvania game um wow. with a pretty Awful Weird fucking title. title. Awful. <laughs> yeah. Just complete dog shit fucking of a title. Like They I, literally could have said Journey to the Alien Planet. They literally still... could have said a hundred fucking different things. Ah, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's one with a, as Faden says, milk toast critique of capitalism, which we've seen now about half a dozen times in current game releases. Looking at you, hard space shipbreaker. Looking at you, outer worlds. Oh fucking Christ, that game. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's it's in that vein. It's fun to laugh at, but it really shines as a co-op experience. I've been playing with my buddy Joe. And uh, I got it for Faden. I'm going to force them to play with me sometime soon, too. I am mixedly excited. You say it's fun. It is fun to play. It damn well better be. What about you, Faden? Well, I've been playing a classic. Going back to the JRPG roots. I have been playing Sega Ages Fantasy Star. So for anyone unfamiliar with Fantasy Star, it is almost like a Final Fantasy where you have a party of heroes, adventurers, and the goal is to stop this evil space warlord who killed your brother. Basically, your brother dies and he says, hey, Elise, please avenge me. And she picks up his sword and says, all right, motherfucker, I will. And so I'm going on a quest to avenge him and murdering the shit out of anyone who stands my way, in my way. Nice. The combat is fun. It's classic take turns. Um, the uh, graphics. It's a first person view. So you don't actually see your characters do attack damage. But you only see the enemy. And there'll be one enemy sprite. But it can designate like five different enemies. I can just have one giant fly show up. But there's actually five of them. Oh, It's fascinating that way from that perspective. Where... I'm trying to, I'm seeing like the adventure. I feel like I'm more a part of it as opposed to watching people do stuff. Definitely. Dungeon crawling is also really fun because it's in first person. Oh, so that's like those old school D&D modules that were ported to uh, computers and Super Nintendos. Exactly. Like every nice. single, there's like a square. It's a grid map. Every square, you're just going down a hallway and it has very geometrical box shapes. But it's really cool because you'll turn a corner and then all of a sudden an enemy appears and you go straight into combat. So it kind of adds some tension to the dungeon crawling. It also reminds me of the Microsoft uh, screensavers where <laughs> they would have the maze and you're just kind of going down the maze. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. So I, I like that a lot. Thankfully, I read the instruction manual because there are ways to get caught and stuck in the game with no way out. Just completely oh. fucked your save, your heroes essentially end their journey trapped. Because you can fall in pits. Oh. But I have the flute, and the flute lets me get out of any dungeon. So that helps. Oh, good. Oh, like an escape rope. Yep. I just beat Medusa with a mirror shield. I gave one of my guys a laser gun. The laser gun is cool because it's one of the only weapons that can, like, uh, attack all enemies. 
as opposed to just a singular enemy. You also don't get to choose the enemy you want to attack. It's uh-huh. random. So you better hope that your character is attacking the character with uh, 2 HP as opposed to 80. Uh-huh. Ooh. And that can get stressful. I got ambushed by three giant war elephants. Whoa. Yeah. It's a lot of war elephants. It, it was a lot of war elephants, and they gave me a treasure chest. I opened the treasure chest, and it exploded on me. Holy shit. <laughs> Almost killed my party. This game sounds way more interesting than the Fantasy Star game I played on the 3DS in high school. Rather, regular DS, because 3DS wasn't out yet. Okay. What Was it just a normal RPG, like turn Yeah, it was like a, a real-time action RPG. Twin stick shooter, actually. Oh um. my god. <laughs> the DS had one stick. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was it was an ARPG, um, mm-hmm. and I it, it was attractive to me because you could play as robots. I like robots. <laughs> robots are cool. I did play one thing real brief. I want to hit. I played the demo for Harvest Ella, which is Final Fantasy meets Stardew Valley. Highly recommend anyone who's interested in either to try the demo. Oh, oh, I played Rune Factory. <laughs> Yeah, I it, it, maybe it's like Rune Factory. I've never played it. Either okay. way, you get to be a non-binary farmer, and I think that's just neat. Yeah. I think we should move on, though, to our most recent twin stick experience. I did use both sticks playing this game. Yeah. I don't know why I used the other one. It didn't do anything, but I, I did. <laughs> I did use it. <laughs> well, I, I think we should get into our immortality talk. What do you two think? I have a question. Sure. What happened to Marissa Marcel? happened to marissa marcel now before we answer that very important question we like to do something here we call the elevator pitch where we uh, pretend to try to pitch the game as if we're in the elevator with some sort of big wig let's pretend you're pitching this game to matthew mcconaughey and jake i think i'd like you to do the 30 second summary being our guest at all oh my god oh yeah all right um, on the count of go, uh, you're gonna go, alright? Oh, that oh was 30 God. minutes. That would have been funnier. 
Long monologue. <laughs> <laughs> you just do the podcast yourself. All right. Okay. Three, two, one, go. All right, all right, all right. So you got, uh, you got some, you got a, I, oh my God, I do not know how to do this. These, oh my God, I don't know how to do this. I, how do you explain this game in 30 seconds? Um, these people that are behind the face, these like spirits, these blonde people. Ah! Oh my God. I don't know how to explain this in 30 seconds. Time. You're done. That was beautiful. <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty good explanation, too. Well, I'm sold. Here's a million dollars. You know what? I actually have some notes. Run it I, for nine seasons. I, I don't know if actors love being pitched to opening with a famous quote <laughs> from one of their movies. It's just a soft impersonation <laughs> of them. You You know, you're pitching to, not pitching as. Yeah. yeah. You're pitching to him. So, so, Immortality, huh? A game by Half Mermaid and Sam Barlow. Half Mermaid is Sam Barlow, isn't it? I did a little research. Yeah, it is and it isn't. There's some other developers and producers that are a part of Half Mermaid that helped them make this game. I mean, good for them. He had to, I mean, they, I just might as well say they, they had to have a full film crew. And yeah. in IMDb, each and every single one of these movies is listed as an individual movie. Fuck yes. So that's pretty sick. Um, Ambrosio, Minsky, two of everything. And so what we have is another game from uh, the creator of Telling Lies, a game we played earlier this year, me and Jake did at least, which if none of you have listened to it, you should go back and listen to it. Probably a good primer. Essentially a spiritual prequel to this. I would say successor, right? I mean, prequel would imply this is somehow before telling lies, but they're not even in the same universe. Oh, I guess, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, they take time. Well, that's what I mean: is they're not in the same universe, but they're they're very similar in uh, like style. But I would say that the time period of telling lies would be after this whole game. So I guess. Well, we can oh, set up the man. setting. Technically, immortality takes place in the year of whenever you're playing this game. So the premise of this game is there is this woman named Marissa Marcel, and she has gone missing along with three of her movies that she was filming, Ambrosio, Minsky, and Two of Everything. The premise is that Half Mermaid themselves have created a digital archive for us to explore. They found all the uh, negatives of the film, and now we're using a moviola to explore each clip. And all of this is live action. So that's the amazing part about all of this. The actors are just completely on point and going through these movies. And I, I just want to ask you both, what were your thoughts on what this game would be when you started it? Hmm. Dale? <laughs> uh my my guess was very accurate. Um, I I thought the game would be a very cool love letter to film with the themes of trying to immortalize yourself in artwork. So, Jake, what were your impressions of this game when you first started playing? Oh, that's a good question. So, when I first started playing, I was kind of... I don't know if I was lost. I I didn't get the point. Mm -hmm. 
at first. Um, and to be honest, I kind of feel like I had to play through the whole game to even start to get like an understanding of what it was. Mm-hmm. So I felt like beating the game was getting through like all three movies and like the timeline, um, at least getting like a starting point to that. That would have been like maybe 25% of my experience like with the game overall, because when I started to go back through the clips, I mean, the first time I figured out what was behind what, what I had originally seen, my heart Mm -hmm. stopped. I was like, what is this? And it, it, it was an entirely new perspective of what was going on. I was like, why it was like, I'm just trying to think of like a good analogy. It was just, it's like one of those things where there's a it, okay. It's it's like when you watch a movie with a plot twist at the end, mm-hmm. but then so like you go through the whole movie and your understanding of the movie is one thing, and then there's a plot twist at the end, but then you have to watch from the beginning again, and your perspective on each beat in the movie that you're watching is completely different because of the plot twist that you've already experienced, and every time you go through. A new a, a scene that you've already been through. It's like, wait, that means something else. Like, there's some yes. subliminal messaging there. It's, oh man, it's like an onion. It's just like layers <laughs> upon layer, <laughs> like an ogre or a cake. It's just layers. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like um, watching Shrek for the first time, and then you get the plot twist that Fiona is actually also a Shrek, and so yes, she's also changes, a Shrek. Yeah, that changes the complete perspective of the entire movie from the jump. First shot. You know what's hilarious is that's like an actually good. That's a that's actually a totally fair, real comparison that like you can joke about, but it's an actually like accurate thing to say. Someone would have gone with the much more obvious sixth sense, but I well, I was thinking that. Yeah. Okay, so immortality is the Shrek sense. The 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 sixth Shreks, the sixth Shreks. I quit. I'm leaving. <laughs> okay. So, what was your, what was your first scene when you all discovered this subversive clip, Dale? What was the first one that you just realized this entire game is something else now? Okay. So the the first one where I noticed something was the clip where. We see Amy walking um, Marissa's character uh, into the room where the dress is. And, oh, yeah, check this all out. Yeah, you're on his budget. You got the blah, blah, blahs now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marissa looks at the dress and uh, she like, or was it that one? It was one where, where anyway, it <laughs> the, <laughs> It, it it didn't click right away, but I did notice something when I was rewinding. I was like, "What? That, there was a little stutter there. What? What was that?" But I didn't go back to investigate it. Right. And then one of the last clips in Two of Everything, where um, Maria is singing to a crowd of people in a bar after mm-hmm. it's all over with, and she's like, "I'm going to play this song. You probably know it, but it's a different version." Yep. I got. She, I got she does all her of that. folksy rendition of Two of Everything, which we'll need to talk about that song. <laughs> yeah we will that song is a song double meanings um, all the way every time <laughs> everything two meanings one might say wow two well, of everything uh, so i rewound that 
And that's one of the best. And I, 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 I noticed that one was much more stark because the shot of Maria is just a very close up on her face. And mm-hmm. so the, the subliminal clip was uh, also very close up and I saw it for sure. And the music changed. And I was like, whoa, that, okay, what, what? And I will admit that all throughout the game, I never fucking figured out how to lock it in. I, I struggled so hard to, to lock in those subliminal clips. I would just feel, why? Why? Scrubbing back and forth. I can't get it. Why? But I, fi- <laughs> I finally got it. And that is a very moving cover of the song Candy Says by Lou Reed, uh, which is a song from the 70s about a transgender woman who just is singing about her life and the cover is done by just um, uh i forget who it is i looked up briefly but it is a modern british uh singer she was one of the first transgender women to win a british music award of some repute mm-hmm. um and this I f- cover is iphone really or uh, alfin or something man i can't remember her name it's it's yeah it's a Starts bunch of a. consonants <laughs> one yeah. a and a bunch of consonants yeah and and we're very American sorry <laughs> yeah we can't handle the consonants um yeah so you got the candy says song which yeah. is just so brilliantly done because it's really about like not really about you said what it was about but it's about her not feeling right in her body yeah and that there is something greater out there for her. And it's such a beautiful song, especially taken in context of what yeah. the one, the person in all these uh, subversive clips wants out of life. I have a question. Yeah. So all through our discussion, you've been saying subversive and not subliminal. Is there a reason for that? The official term is subversive. Just because it subverts our expectations of the... I don't know. That's what it just I... says on all the achievements. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's... you can't deny it does subvert your expectations. It does. It does. <laughs> Although I do think subliminal is synonymous with what's going on, but it, yeah. Yeah. Jake, what was your first scene where you got your first uh, subversive clip? The first time I was subversed was <laughs> when I was going back through the clips just to kind of watch. And this was pretty near... So this was at like the 25% mark of my experience. I was, um, I had gotten the, I think I'd gotten the credits. I don't remember. No, I hadn't. No. Not yet. This was the second to last clip that I saw before I got the credits. Um, so the first one was, I was just going through the clips and I was clicking on things, trying to find new clips that I hadn't seen yet. And I got to one. And it was Marissa laying on the bed. Uh, I think she was naked, but the covers um, of the bed were, like, covering her chest. And I think Ambrosio, like, was talking to her and then walked away. And her eyes were closed, and she was laying on the bed. And I just let the clip play. Um, And then what I was going to do was I was going to go back to the beginning and watch through it just to see if I've missed any like little things. But I was like, she's just laying on the bed. Nothing's happening. Whatever. Um, So I was looking at my phone. Uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry. The 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 clip finished and I hit that rewind button and I looked down at my phone and I Mm -hmm. looked up and it was paused and it was a different person in the exact same position. And I was like, what did I? Yep. 
did I go to a different clip or something oh, when yeah. I wasn't looking? <laughs> what the hell? So I just clicked on the screen and it started playing and I was like, what? And then um, that's the, other... the um, prey conversation, correct? Where she talks about how some prey, uh, prey don't have eyelids so they can see predators or that some predators don't have eyelids. Yeah, I think so. It creeped me out so much. I was you just can't like, tell when she's remember. asleep. Yeah, and she's just talking. And I thought it was some sort of artistic analogy or something, or like a metaphor. But I just, I was like, "What in the world?" And then I left the clip, and I went back to that clip, and it was Marissa again. And I was like, "What mm-hmm. the fuck?" <laughs> um, excuse my language, but uh, I went to the. Uh, because somehow I had accidentally gotten to the one where um, Marissa was being burned. Yeah, uh, the final. I'm pretty clip. sure it's the last clip. Yep. And I was like, and and that was after I went to, um, uh, that was after I saw that. So I I saw the clip. That was my first experience seeing the other, and then I went back to the burning clip, and then I rewound, and then it went um. Yeah, it went to the other being burned alive or not burned alive because she's being burned. But in the background, it's she's just there. Right. And then the, it zooms the up one on... is being burned and the other one gives her a kiss. Yeah. So I was watching that part and then it just zooms up on on the others or the, the one's face. Mm-hmm. And then it zooms in again. And then all of the clips become her saying that she's part of me now. And I was like, did this game just curse me in real life? Like, what? (laughs) Because that was my second experience, like, actually, like, seeing that and paying attention. Yeah. Oh, my God. I honestly thought it was a horror game. I was like, is is it not a horror game? game. Is this not a horror game? Like, for, for those who haven't played... What happens is all these clips, not all these clips, but a majority of these There's clips two are just, types. There's two types of them. Yeah. They're just hiding. Hiding these horrifying sometimes, but also insightful and beautiful, haunted, subversive clips inside of them. And you're just discovering them. By rewinding. It's so freaky. The first time I saw it, it was during her dance for Two of Everything where she does a T-pose. And I thought it'd be just funny to watch the dance go in reverse because I'm a child sometimes. (laughs) And I then see her in the the one in the dance gear doing some like angelic looking shit. Yeah. And it freaked me the fuck out. I didn't know what to do. And at this point, I had no clue I could click on my mouse and change the speed instead of using my arrow keys to have set speeds. So I couldn't figure out how to get those clips for the longest time. So my first actual subversive clip is the scene where Maria in Two of Everything is being shown the room by Amy Archer's character, who is, I I don't know, I think Karen or something. Karen's showing the penthouse suite to Maria. And I hit reverse just to get the clip again because it ends with Maria having a giant fucking nosebleed. Or sorry, Marissa Marcel while she's playing Maria. The names. The names are a lot to keep track of. Yes. They Marissa are. Marcel is in two of everything, playing the character Maria. She has a nosebleed. I reverse to Marissa Marcel holding an apple, and she switches to the one. And the other one is holding a snake, 
comes up wearing Amy Archer's clothing, which should have been a dead giveaway for me, but it took me a long time to figure that out. Saying, oh no, Marissa says an apple a day will keep the doctor away. If you throw it hard enough. And then the other one says, if you throw it hard enough. And that also, the apple and the snake was his idea. Mm -hmm. Which, fucking cryptic. (laughs) I think there are a lot of biblical, like, references in this, for sure. Well, they created the the Christian religion. They created it. There are two types of these subversive clips. They're the... Ones will will happen uh, like as you're rewinding, they'll just switch full color. Yep, and and be a whole different thing within the same setting. And then there's these other ones where you'll see the the um uh what's oh the dissolve where like mm-hmm. it wants to dissolve into another scene in black and white, and but you have to. Those are the ones I struggled so hard with yep. to lock in place. You have to scrub those at the right speed. Yeah. And um, maybe we should go over just how you find new clips, because I think that's pretty brilliant in this game. The match cut. The match cut. Which is not what a match cut is. Well, that's a different conversation, but yes. Some of these are film match cuts, but the game mechanic match cut is a great term that makes sense in the context of the game. (laughs) And what you do is you click the match cut button, and then you click on practically any image of a scene and it will take you to anywhere another you scene yep anywhere you pause it'll take you to another scene that has that same image so if you click marissa marcel click on her face you might get her doing a similar face or a slightly different face in a different clip sometimes it'll take you across movies sometimes it'll be in the same movies sometimes you're just dense and you like i'm clicking the other one why is it taking me to this woman's face why why is the other one taking me to this lady and two of everything (laughs) why is the one taking me back to marissa marcel marcel every time what why is it taking me to john durick sometimes only sometimes Mm. right so I wonder how we should do this. Do you all want to go into the story and kind of break out a timeline of what we think happened? Well, didn't I cover everything in my 30-second recap? <laughs> yeah, you did. That's you did a true. great job, but I think we can clarify. You Let's know? move on okay. to uh, listener questions. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I think I think we can clarify. Clarify that excellent 30-second yeah. pitch. I there mean, are three films here. Yep. One takes place in the 60s. Yep. It's the Christian uh, sex exploitation film filmed by a, uh, a Weinstein like, type. A Weinstein type, but like a Hitchcock type. No, 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 no. Don't, don't you smear Hitchcock. This is more, if anything, this is like a Roger Corman type. I'm sorry. You've seen Psycho, yes? Yeah. Um, you've seen Rear Window. No, I haven't seen... I. You just... We had a conversation that neither of us have seen any Hitchcock films. I've seen The Birds, and that's it. I've seen The Birds. Right. I've seen Rope. Oh, okay. Which, great Is that movie. where Rope attacks people? Well, Wait. it's where they use a rope to murder someone, and it's some Nietzschean uh, Ubermensch sort of movie. Ubermensch. Okay, so... So, Ambrosio is the first film. And when does it take place? It takes place in the late 60s. 
Yeah, 69. The movie or nice. the filming of oh. the movie? <laughs> the filming of the movie. <laughs> the movie okay, is important. based off an 18th century novel. Yeah, so maybe the 1760s, but I just feel like that's important. Well, 18th century is the 1800s. Right? No, the 18th century is the 1700s. God, no, that's the always the century. The 20th century is the 1900s. Oh, or no, the centuries are a year ahead, yeah. I'm sorry. Are you one of the others, uh, Faden? Oh. So then is we it? got the next movie, <laughs> Minsky. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> we got the next movie, Minsky, which is a um, noir style film. Like I don't know style. noir. Yeah. It's, 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 it's okay, like, hold on. It's, it's 100% a noir. It's, it's, it's post-noir with like some... It's neo-noir. Yeah. The, I, yeah, I, I guess that one makes more sense, but it's definitely not like noir-noir. Right. But it's very sexy, very hot, very experimental. Especially yeah. for that time with uh, intention to be experimental. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like if Chinatown had a baby with uh, freaking uh, I don't know Lou Reed and Andy Warhol. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then the last movie, which takes place twenty nine ish years later in nineteen ninety nine, yep. two of everything, which is a thriller, right? Thriller, I would say for sure. Yeah, about a celebrity whose stunt double gets intertwined in some horrendous. Yeah. What doings with a rich, wealthy white? Guy. Honestly, mm-hmm. I would watch that movie. Like, I would watch that movie. That movie sounds totally interesting to me. I would watch Minsky for sure. I would also Minsky watch Ambrosia. Awesome. Minsky looks Ambrosia looks silly. You know, I think that's a good time. Like, what movies would we watch of the three? Yeah. Like, what like movies would we watch? Oh. Yeah, I, I would. I would honestly be least interested in two of everything. To be frank. I feel like if I was told its description, I'd be like, eh, that sounds all right. Minsky, See, I feel like I'd be bored by Ambrosio. I feel like I would be mm-hmm. interested in Minsky, but I just feel like two of everything has that, like, I, I, I just like the idea of, like, the dual. P- it reminds me a lot of that one um, Christopher Nolan. I think it's Christopher Nolan. I think it's called The Prestige. Tenet. <laughs> no, not Tenant. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises, that one. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the Prestige is what, yeah, that, that's that's the magician. Minsky's just twin. like the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> oh. Minsky is the Joker. Yeah. I, I would watch Minsky out of all of them, but if someone were to pitch Ambrosio to me, they would have to tell me that the movie has some all time banger lines. My favorite what, scene. Yeah, what are your favorites? Oh, my favorite scene is when Rosaria, the character that Marissa Marcel is playing, is trying to convince Ambrosio, the celibate, honorable, most holiest of holy men priest, to fuck her. Because to fuck her would save her life. But she does it in a way where it's where she plays coy, kind of in a sense of, no, you mustn't give your holiness to me. You cannot become impure. I will die and go to heaven and then meet you there eventually. But she is a temptress, so he eventually gives in. And she goes, oh, Ambrosio, my Ambrosio, fuck me before I die. And Ambrosio's perfect response, I will fuck you into heaven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, that's it's, pretty good. It's it's perfect. It's so 
wild. And even they, when they cut the camera, because the great thing about this game is the camera keeps rolling after they say cut. Yeah. Someone asks, can Marissa say fuck? And it's great. Because can she? Why not? She can say whatever she wants. Yeah, the lady can say what she wants. Oh, this game is so, so much more than it seems on the surface level. When, yeah. Okay, let's start talking about timelines. About the one and yep. the other one. These otherworldly art vampires. So maybe we should talk about the interview that describes exactly kind of what they are. They cannot be killed. <laughs> you say that, but I don't think that they talk about what they are. No, they, you I, say I, that, but yeah. <laughs> okay, but it's, it's kind of, it gives the clearest detail. Let's it's get, more like elements of the things, I guess it's it's like yeah, it's let, part of what they are. I would argue that the interview gives more evidence that they're vampires because it specifically says fireworks. Right. So crucifixion doesn't work, which is important. We'll come back to that one. Drowning doesn't work. Drowning doesn't work. Drowning doesn't work. And this is the one telling this... Uh, Johnny Carson type. Johnny Carson type. There's this. a lot of great nods to Hollywood culture. I'm <laughs> a bit of a pop culture nut, so it was fun to go through all of this. Uh, they're descri- These creatures are described as kind of like humanity, but a different. Almost like a mountain snow revitalizing itself. But as time has gone on, there has been less of them and to our purposes it seems like the one and the other one are the only ones left in the world i mean that are willing to do anything you know involving stuff that we can witness for sure exactly to our knowledge and so timeline wise what would you want to bring up dale i don't remember anymore when did Marissa Marcel get turned? Yeah, that that's, I guess, what I was going to start with. Timeline of Ambrosio. Like, how do the, how do the others take, like, are the, are the, is the Marissa that we see, was, was that person ever just Marissa? Or was that person always the other? Like, and I think I know the answer, but just for the purposes of the podcast, what do you think like how does it work when the other takes control of a shell or a human so to speak i mean it is a human i got i i feel like so there's a scene there's a there's a subversive where marissa not marissa the one and john are speaking mm-hmm. directly we learned that they have also somehow been involved and they speak to each other and John says, you're not what I expected you to be. Um, mm-hmm. So this leads me to believe that there has to be some kind of agreement before anything happens. Like the one says, hey, I'm here. Here's what I can do. Want a tango? little, uh, I show you mine if you show me yours kind of thing. And uh, that's so I, I, I'm wondering if all of this... Um, will say sacrilegious and blasphemous content in Ambrosio attracted the people that created that, so to say. And the one was like, hey, whoa, here's a here's something I haven't seen in a while. I like this. I want I want something to do with this. And that this is something that I think is interesting about the game is based on what we've seen, 
everyone can kind of come to their own theory for it because the game doesn't explicitly tell you the answer. No. Yeah, it's like, you figure it out. Right. It was very much, this is what, what Telling Lies was. And her story, the game before. So, what I got based on the videos I saw is that in World War II, Marissa Marcel was a French woman who was raped by German soldiers. And she was left in a field to die. Oh, I didn't see that clip. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a kissing scene between Marissa Marcel and um, Carl. Yep. uh, An actor who plays the uh, male lead in Minsky. And if you reverse that, you eventually get a clip of the one talking to Marissa Marcel, who is lying in a field and battered. And I got some of the French translated it's basically Marissa Marcel asking, what are you? And then the one saying, I am immortal. But you reverse that clip again, and it is a um, black man talking to Marissa Marcel, who now has a giant chunk out of her throat. I think these creatures, these... Vampires. Story vampires. Creepy blondes. <laughs> need to drink the blood? Get the essence of the person because now the one has the memories of Marissa Marcel. And right at the get go, the moment we saw Marissa Marcel, she was already taken. Really? Yep. This is also kind of corroborated in um, there's a clip that shows the Marissa Marcel's audition audition scene. I never found that one. I looked for that really hard. It's a good one for Ambrosio. And there's a Great. If you reverse it, she t- transforms into the one, indicating that she has been there. That one the kind of freaked time. me out, to be honest. Yeah, I love it when she cuts. She off. like takes over the moment. Yeah, she like Arthur Fincher asks her, "How old are you?" And then she just says, "How old are you?" And then brings him out onto the chair and like <laughs> interviews him, basically being like, "What is your value to this? What do you actually bring?" And all he can come up with is, "I have a beautiful eye." Oh, and I tell dirty limericks. <laughs> and he tells a really stupid dirty limerick. And then Marissa Marcel, aka the one, cuts his dick off. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yep. Great ending to that. Especially its parallels to Minsky, which the character Minsky in the movie gets his dick cut off as some sort of um sexual revenge. Minsky's great. Minsky's wild. So I think Marissa Marcel has been churred from the beginning. Or this is like a projection. That's where I'm clear. What do you think they're doing to appear as these humans? What do you mean by doing? Why do they not look like their selves that we see in the subversive clips? Why do they look like the person that they ate? What did like what are they doing to others? Because- that is a freaking great question because my thing is like if Marissa Marcel is a movie star who looks literally exactly the same as she did mm-hmm. 30 years prior, that would be strange. Like I don't care like obviously we know some movie actors that look as good if not better than they did 30 years ago. But like Marissa Marcel looks literally exactly the same. 
So I'm honestly curious about how that was received in the world. And I couldn't, I wasn't sure if it was like, if it was something, you know, like we're supposed to just accept it for what it is. Like maybe the people in that world, like don't see it that way, you know, but we can, cause obviously cause we're playing the game. Do you know what I mean? But like, I just, it, that was one thing, probably the only thing that I felt like kind of broke the rules of the game. Cause it never explained like how they got away with that. Just that one singular element. Well, Does that think make about sense? it. Think, think about the nature of being immortal. You no, know, I totally get that. I understand, like, she looks the same because yeah. she's not going to age. Because she's made a pact with the one. But how do they get away with that? She doesn't. Like, the movies were in... never released. Yeah. Everyone has so many questions about her. What happened to her? Where'd she go? Yep. That, that's the thing. The world never saw two of everything. And according to that John Derrick interview, that Marissa Marcel went into hiding, which we know is Marissa Marcel cannot be here because currently the one is impersonating John Derrick, the director of Minsky, and then yes. soon to be the director of two of everything. There is another subversive clip where the one explains that while she was John Derrick, Arthur Fisher stole the negatives of Ambrosio and gave them to John as a way to make up and say sorry. And the one felt such an emotional response to seeing the negatives that she manifested Marissa Marcel again because she just wanted to be Marissa one more time. Yeah. And like, oh, man, that was that was also a thing. So she can be or the the one can be can be more than one person at a time that also was interesting to me okay i do have one question about the game because uh famous in in famous dale flashpoint style i did not get the end credits to this one uh mm -hmm. what happens after marissa marcel burns alive because faden had to show me that one and there's like the credits roll kind of thing so what happens is you get back onto the uh clip scene where you see all your clips and then they start to disappear, revealing the one's face. And she just looks at you and says, you're a part of me now. And then she starts to weep. Whoa. What it implies, because what we've learned throughout this journey, is that she was burned onto the film when they burned her um, projection of Marissa Marcel. Okay. And the reason why we're seeing her in these subversive clips is because she exists in this film and can pass her consciousness onto anyone who views it. When oh Carl Goodman is shot, he is cremated. And the one, the other one is controlling Carl Goodman's body. But Amy Archer, years later, watches the clips of Minsky and the other one's consciousness transforms into uh, transfers into Amy Archer. I did see that. So, okay, this is... Oh my so God. what is implying is us going through these clips, Marissa Marcel, a.k.a. the one, not a.k.a., the one's consciousness transferred onto us. Now she did. is... Yeah, now she is piggybacking off our psyche to continue to live on. And because we're talking about her right now, she is. Which is, yep, metaphorically true, which ah! I find amazing. This is game of the year. 
<laughs> it, it it's really it's really good in that sense where it yeah i'm sorry i, I lost my thought on that it's, it's really good in that sense is a great <laughs> just a great end cap for this <laughs> it what i find great is that i will never be able to watch a found footage anything to play <laughs> a horror game of any kind without thinking about immortality in some sense especially yeah. live action games I, I i always think about immortality and therefore marissa marcel is affecting her will upon me that's so cool that is so cool this is like you don't get games like this ever no you, you really, really don't. don't like this is such an exclusive genre it's unreal. Like when we played Telling Lies, I honestly, I was like, it took me a second, like playing it to to like get into the groove of it. But like, there's just nothing else like it. It's so cool. It's so interesting. I like, I feel like a detective, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I felt like a film editor this time around, but I, I, I know. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the, the vibes of cinematography are on point. This is a cinephile's game. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. A thousand percent. Seeing the boom mics in the shot. Great moment. <laughs> I like how that was on purpose, too. <laughs> right. It has to be on purpose. That's the thing that blows my mind with this game. Everything has to be un- intentional. So specifically that. God, I hope they made their money back. God, yeah. I, I can't even imagine how much like time and... Well, imagine three resources. movies worth of budget. And then stuff in between those movies. And you have the actors act the scene in the movie, in the style right? that they would be done in that time. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. when the camera cuts, they have to go into a different acting mode where they act as full, complete people yep. that have lives and interiority and that, so cool. Oh, there's there's a great scene where Arthur Fisher is giving direction to Marissa Marcel in Ambrosio, where I I want to serve you, and more passionately, more more, more passionately like this. I would I live I to hated serve him so you, much. and then Marissa Marcel just does it in a mocking tone to her right? companion. I wish to serve you. <laughs> it's it's just these tiny moments where the characters pop and you realize that they are real actors who have desires it's also about the collaborative process of making things in a very pure way mm-hmm. yeah because because all of it comes to a front in two of everything where the one just straight up says this is my movie this is this is what I wanted to do from the very beginning, mm-hmm. ever since meeting Marissa and and the uh, you know creation of film. And also, the other one is co-writing the film with her. He has finally come around to her side of thinking, because the other one hated the one from even trying to interact with humans. He it's believed that them. yeah, he believed that they should be separate from each other. Which, that actor's great. They're all great, but the other one has such venom to him at all oh. times. Oh, in every scene he is in, that there's just the the very narrow eyes. And just, I think 
the head tilted slightly forward, so it just looks angry. Do you know any artists that aren't disgusting? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Adam Levine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my fucking god. Your body is absurd, or whatever he said. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at I Marissa Marcel. The other, one. <laughs> the other one or the one? The other one, dude, he is chiseled. He is chiseled, that's true. He is a chiseled old man. Older man? It's really hard to tell their hard age. Hard to say, yeah. They, the they're one perfectly the other... ambiguously cast. Yeah, the one and the other one could be 30 to 70 in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I, do you two have any dislikes of the game? I, well, Faden encountered this. I didn't finish the game because I did kind of hit a wall where I ran out of things to click on, seemingly. I just kept, you know, okay, well, what about, what if I try this cup? Okay, this cup took me to another cup in another scene that I've already seen. Okay, well, what if I click on this slate? Oh, it's a new, no, no, I actually have seen this one already. And that's, it, 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 I, I'm mixed on that because I I got over eighty percent of all of the movies. Like I've I played the shit out of this game, but I didn't get the end credits scene. And by the time it came down to record, I was a little frustrated with the game and didn't feel compelled to get the end credits scene. So Faden helped me out there, and I, I feel Wait, like we still had a really scene? good. Yeah, you have to get the clip of Marissa on fire, otherwise I I never saw the one go. You're a part of me, and all of my clips. Oh, dissolved. okay, gotcha. And a couple of uh, I think I think I missed out on a couple of other um, subversive because I, I it was talked about, but I don't think we ever directly said it. You can rewind these subversive clips multiple times. There mm-hmm. are multiple layers. When I discovered the first layer, I jokingly said, "We have to go deeper." Little did I know. You actually <laughs> yeah, have to go yeah. deeper. Gotta love the drone noise. The drone noise that plays when there's a subversive clip. Jake, did you have any dislikes? Yes. And they were in the same vein as Dale in that there were some clips that I felt like I didn't really learn anything. Whether or not I was rewinding or not, (laughs) it felt like there was some... There was... And the thing is, like, I get it because, like, they are trying to show a whole movie. And by having all of the clips to a movie, you know, you enhance the experience of having a full movie. But it just felt like there was some bloat to the actual, like, underlying plot that um, just felt like a little tedious. Oh, like, no. I was kind of like, man, I don't even know which clips to go through to, like... Dare we Fine say padding? No, but it, it's not padding though because it's I, yeah, I, a movie. I, I understand everything. Wh- why everything is meaningful, but every every single clip is meaningful in its own way. Yes. It just to to get because w- when I realized that the rewind was what the game was really about, I was like, that's all I want to see. I just want to get more information on them. And then that became more of like a retread through all of the clips I'd already seen and going through clips that I wasn't learning anything new from and like trying in different ways and clicking on, like you said, Dale, the, the like a cup that took you to a clip you already seen. I just wish that somehow it had been more streamlined, but at the same time, 
I I don't think it could have been any other way. So I think right. I got the full experience that I was gonna get out of it, and I got everything that you know, like I need. Like I felt like I got the experience. I don't think there was anything I missed that would have like revolutionized my experience with the game. Um, it's just there were points when I was like, this is a little tedious, but like I I don't know how else they could have done it. You know what I mean? See, here's Personally, my... the three different experiences I think has enriched our discussion. Yeah, my my my, yeah. my, my feeling um, as someone who has seen every single clip and every single subversive clip, I wouldn't cut a single one at all. I think it is brilliant. I wish we had more because I wish we could just watch an entire movie instead of having some of the scenes be rehearsals, some of the scenes being table reads. I mean, yeah. I, I, uh, that's my, that's the one thing I wish, but also that's a ridiculous wish. <laughs> yeah, that's a different wish. Is it though? Like they filmed the whole movie three to like three different, <laughs> like we saw them do it. Like we, <laughs> we literally watched their whole filming process. I think, you know. Right. But there's reasons why some of the scenes were rehearsal scenes or some of them were table yeah. reads. They, they were serving a different sort of narrative purpose. For the a lot of naked starring. people. Oh my god, yeah. so much nudity. That's a that's a that's a plus, not a dislike. I have Yeah, this game was basically softcore. <laughs> I don't think I, no, I don't think it was pornographic at all. I, I do, at least it, some parts. <laughs> Maybe because I'm not a Puritan, I don't think this. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I do walking around just Butt ass naked all the time. As, <laughs> no, it's totally no, 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 normal no. if Aiden as, could <laughs> call the shots. As Roger says before in in that in, in Ambrosia Mr. interview, Rogers? Uh, Robert, whatever his name, Robert. He he says to the camera uh, in response to, "There's a lot of uh, you know nudie scenes in this." They, well, they all serve the plot. They you know <laughs> they're all important and they and they all serve the plot. I think that's, that's like, what Faden wanted to say. I mean, yes, I'm also being <laughs> overdramatic. It ha- it was. There is a fundamental question. When you do sexual exploitation as an examination of sexual exploitation, when do you cross that line? Do you go too far where you're just falling into the same traps? Or are you trying to accurately represent a specific era of Hollywood? It's that tight uh, tightrope we walk. Yeah, and I guess like I would probably agree, honestly, that maybe it went too much sometimes, but... It felt more refreshing that this game was unafraid to be sexual in a way that media these days are deathly afraid of. Nobody ever wants to know if somebody fucks anymore. Especially, like, it has to serve the plot. That's always the thing. Everyone has to say it serves the plot. It serves the plot. It must be important. If a character has sex for no reason, that is meaningless. Even though that is a bunch of crap because people just have sex that are meaningless. All the time. That's just life. So they tell me. <laughs> so they tell so me. So I've heard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess. I have one it's complaint. Movies, apparently. I do have what? one big complaint. Can we talk about that fucking Jane Fonda wig in Minsky? Like Marissa Marcel's giant Jane Fonda wig that looked atrocious. To be honest, I thought that looked way more realistic than her 
wig in two of everything. Two oh, of everything. Sure. The two of everything wig was really bad, but I don't know. Like, something that just about- looked like horse hair. Like I'm not. <laughs> I was like, that's obvious. Like that one is obviously a wig. Like I, the Jane Fonda one was way too much. I I just could not stand that thing. That's. I mean, they all look kind of silly. The the red hair one in Ambrosio isn't bad. I don't think that was a wig. I think it is. I think I think that was her real hair. Really? Huh. That's kind I of what so. I assumed too. I it was giving wrong. wig vibes to me. Well, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that was put on <laughs> for sure. Do what you, are you saying? You saying that the one slash Marissa Marcel is a regular Moira Rose and has just a closet full of wigs she changes into I, all the time? I mean, I hope so. Probably. Catherine Don't O'Hara, Shit's Creek. No, I don't. Sure. Yeah, I have no clue. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not into Canadian programming. At least one person in our audience will be. <laughs> Maybe. Do you have a favorite character you like to watch that was <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh someone else go first. <laughs> Jake, did you have a favorite character to watch? I I thought Carl I really liked watching Carl, to be honest. I wish Yeah, I liked Carl a lot. I'm trying the to think if there was anyone slut. that I actually thought Yeah, Carl uh... the conservative slot. I'm trying to think if there was anyone. I loved watching Amy Archer. the 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 actor was pulling in a ton of work playing her. I liked watching the second ACs across all of the movies. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why, I was so... really happy when there was an achievement for taking all of their pictures. <laughs> Why did you like watching them? Um, I'm a real nuts and bolts kind of person. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the behind the scenes stuff of film has always really fascinated me. Clapper boards, you know, the best boy, the first AC, second AC, director of photography. That's all. I, I'm just saying buzzwords at this point, but you, you know, you get it. I but the, well, the words. game, but the game explores those roles. That's what's so it, great about this game. It, it explores that filmmaking. Yeah. It's so much fun. I, I love getting the camera rolling and seeing the first AD or second AD move stuff or get an actor in position, take a photo. Or the hair, pro- hair and makeup comes in at the last second. Arthur yep. it goes, what? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> or the prop master lighting the cigarettes. Yes. Oh, that stuff's good. I, I also oh. <laughs> like the Abbott just ripping into that orange. That yeah, man was he, he was struggling. He was really going for it. He was going for it, but having a hard time. You know who I did not like seeing? The two blonde aliens? Mm-hmm. Body snatchers? I did not like them at all. Oh, they just oh. always freaked me the, the F out. They just really creeped you out? Uh, yeah. Like, they just, they look like aliens to me. Like, I know it's makeup, but they just look <laughs> so fucking creepy. Like, they look otherworldly. Am I? Yeah, they th- do. They do. And that was very unsettling. I was unsettled. Very unsettled. Every time. I do wish they were less vampire and more incomprehensible horror. They they were pretty, like, succinctly vampire there with fire yeah. and consuming blood. and The masculine one definitely was <laughs> yeah. like, 
looked like a skeleton vampire or something like that one. Uh, they, I was like, uh, uh, like, bro, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> like, I just want to say one other thing. I realized mm-hmm. the cover of the game is totally spoilers. Oh, is it? Yeah, the cover of the, oh, the fire? Is a picture of burning Marissa Marcel. That's true. You're right. You're right. That's genius, though, isn't it? Like, it's yeah. so genius. It's so good. What happened to Marissa Marcel? Well, just look at the cover of the game. She was set up. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay, okay. Did the one die at the end? No, we Which... are the one. Yeah, she lived through us. She transferred herself onto the film, and those who watched the film take a part of her. <sighs> were they good? Were they were they good guys or bad guys? Who? It's up to you. The uh, the one and the other one. I mean, can they even be bound by human law, or yes. should they be because they try to be close to humans? Yes, because this is a story. There have to be protagonists and antagonists. I think they tried their best. <laughs> I don't think they did. I think they gave. Zero fucks about anyone but themselves. The the one shoots the other one in the freaking heart, and the other one is like, "You chose them," and the one is like, "No, bitch, I chose me." Literally, like I'm pretty sure they were not good entities. That's just my opinion, and I think that speaks to the variety of experiences you know all of the <laughs> audience members are going to have playing this game, and I think that's a good thing. All of that information, notwithstanding, they still tried their best. They also did make up in two of everything where they were working together. Yeah. Yeah. Bygones. Like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Well, he found the secret to the immort- a different kind of immortality. The kind that. What was that? Well, the living inside the film and not destroying the host that they want, but possessing them. Yeah. Because if they did the same method where they have to destroy the host, then we would be dead. Right. <laughs> This Aren't you happy so that that's not what they did, Jake? Yeah, are you happy I, they didn't kill us? I just wish that artists weren't so fucking self-absorbed. You know what you I know, mean? It's, it's interesting. <laughs> Does the game think that? Yes, I think they do. Well, actually, I'll say this. I don't know if I don't know if the game thinks it, but the game provides evidence of it. Well, did you get the conversation of the interview in Minsky? There's a part where um Franny the character, the lead in Minsky, she's being interrogated by the pr- police. If you reverse that clip, the one gets into a conversation that all of human conflict boils down to the law versus artists. And that people are in one of those two camps. That is really pretentious. <laughs> that is like shockingly pretentious. That also, being no, said, this thoughts? game does not, does not take a stance on whether artists are pretentious. Well, I, that's the thing oh artists into, are pretentious <laughs> it goes into an explanation that the law seeks to bend people to their will and to destroy artists want to heal and create <gasps> and so Jedi and Sith <laughs> and court oh. underage girls well so well, and that's well that's yeah. the thing though is everyone we're seeing in this an artist or are they law? Is Arthur Fincher law or an artist? Well, he's an asshole. He's law because he tries to force Marissa Marcel to become this model of, that he desires. He's not about creation. He's about destruction and uh, dominance. Hmm. 
Isn't that just sort of an artistic interpretation, though? I mean, because to well, him, he's like he's like I've got a beautiful eye, right? Like, he's an artist, you know. But he's not only though. an artist they... would say something like that. <laughs> only an artist deals in absolutes. <laughs> I will film what I must. <laughs> no, but I I think the game it does cr- take a stance saying artists, true artists, seek to create things. They don't seek to destroy things, and. What the one is struggling with is that dichotomy to be the law or to be an artist. And I don't know really what she chooses in the end, right? I don't think she does either because she's conflicted about the fact that she gets to live on through us. That maybe this is her being the law in order to create art. And well, I was just going to say, what if, you know, because she does, as Marissa Marcel, burn herself. What if when she's saying she's part of us, it isn't necessarily saying that she, like, her spirit is in us, but that she has made an effect on us through us, you know, watching the clips in the in the world of the game. So what because my interpretation of her getting burned mm-hmm. was that she was tired of of going through the process over and over again. I honestly thought that she was basically killing herself to, you know, end her life cycle because she wasn't satisfied. Um, that that was just the the impression. That was the uh, that was my interpretation of her burning herself as Marissa Marcel because she said that burning was the only way that you could kill, and so that's you know that that they could get killed. Right. So that was my interpretation. There is a scene where Marissa Marcel is in two of everything, doing a drink, and she has head bleeding, and she passes out. Yes. You reverse that clip, and she tells the other one that I want to die the way you died. I think she does explain, also in another two of everything clip, that the movie is not going exactly the way she wants. It's supposed to be a story about her life, and how she lives, but it's not it's not working again. Just like the story of Christianity that the two worked on. It's not going the way she wants it to go. And so maybe this is just another out to try again in a different form. So you're saying that they just stopped at the third, but really like they could have kept making more and more movies. Well, I wrote a piece about immortality. She wrote a piece about immortality. Wait, you who know? wrote a piece about immortality? The one, because of the way she has influenced me, I thus created a piece of art that she is now a part of. It's both a metaphorical and a textual sort of thing happening. Whoa. Many layers. Right. This game is about layers. Like, Shroker. God (laughs) damn it. Was there uh, any last scenes we wanted to call out before we get into questions? Any last thoughts? Uh, I really want to shout out all the close-up shots from Minsky that used the tiny clothespin clapperboard. That was really cute. I fucking love those. Yeah, that was impre- that was awesome. I would say play this game if you want to experience something like you've never experienced experienced before but i would also say you need to give it time because you're not going to really experience this game until you pretty much get through all three of the movies yeah yeah definitely give it time 
um, and try not to let yourself get frustrated. I honestly, I would say telling lies is a better first one. Like I would say telling lies is a good precursor to this one because you, ha- it's less ambiguous. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, that, that is true. It's 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 the same mechanics, but it's it's well, it's similar. It's just, it's just more streamlined. Yeah. Um. I guess the mechanics lead to less ambiguous things. Faden, did you ever play? Not Faden. Uh, Dale, did you ever play? Um, did you ever play Telling Lies? No, I've not gotten around to it yet. There are too many games. <laughs> it's shorter. I would say it's a lot shorter, like to get the whole thing than okay. than this was, because you don't have to play through everything. I mean, you probably will at least some of the clips, but I don't think you have to. Like, you won't play through the whole game again. Yeah. It would just be like you're just I kind of finding installed. more answers. I should oh. try it out. Play it. What? <laughs> it's on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I guess my last thought would be. I think this is the perfect synthesis of what Sam Barlow has been working on with her story and telling lies. I think this yeah. is actually a great one to play first, though. If you listen to this entire conversation, I mean, maybe you'll get something out of it by playing it. You might get a lot, actually, because you know what to expect. And we cannot possibly touch on all the aspects of this game. No, I feel like if I hadn't played this game and I listened to this, I would not know what the fuck was going on. Because (laughs) what's a primordial storyteller? (laughs) Primordial storytellers, uh, artistic vampires and invasion of the body snatchers. I think is the one was Jesus. She was crucified. She fell asleep for a while. Three days later, she walked out of the cavern. She is Jesus. Yeah. And there's also the one with the twin. And a guy gets shot in the chest. But it's not him, but it is, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No, pretty, pretty, pretty good game. And uh, we got some, we got some good questions this month. Oh, we did get some real good ones.
right, first set of questions come from Imundi. How do you think this game compares to Annapurna's previous games? Which, am I just now learning this is an Annapurna game? Who's Annapurna? It is a publishing company. Is it? Yes. Um, no, it's uh, Netflix and Half Mermaid published. This is not... Is this really Netflix? Yeah. No, it's according... published by it's published by Half Mermaid. Why is Netflix listed on Google? Well, because Okay, so what's going to be happening is with your Netflix subscription, you will be able to play this game. Whoa, that's fun. really so they are publishing it for Netflix specifically. For Android and iOS, yeah. Yep. yep. Nice. But good, um good for Sam Barlow. Get that Netflix money. So Imundi asking a wrong question right off the bat. Great. <laughs> right off the bat. It's okay, though. I, I get the vein. This If somebody told me this was Annapurna published, I would believe it. They seem like they'd make these types of games. Um, is the story or acting superior, or do they um, compare equally? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a... I would say that they're the same. It really comes together, both the acting and the story. Uh, they're like, I, I just don't think that there's a difference in caliber. I think that mm-hmm. everyone was great in, at least in telling lies. And I, I mean, I never played her story, but in telling lies, I think that everyone, all of the actors were great. And this one, I think they were also all great. Maybe this one had a few moments to shine more than telling lies, but I don't think that takes away from, you know, the value. Or the level of the talent. Whose performance was the best in the game? <laughs> the second AC. And <laughs> in, in, in what? What movie? Specifically second AC in Minsky. Oh, yeah? Any yeah. reason? Um, I think she just handled the clapper board the best. <laughs> what about you, Faden? I, I mean, this is going to sound cliche, but Man Engaged, the woman who played Marissa Marcel fucking kills it are you talking about the the other one no No, not the one but the the woman who plays marissa explicitly because she's also has to act as if she's the one too at the same time she's yeah basically doing three different performances in every scene i never thought about it like that that's uh, that wow robert the guy the actor that played robert was a perfect asshole oh yeah Jake? Uh, the one. Oh, yeah. I just the... felt like... Like, uh, I I just felt like they were like this... The perfect... It, the thing is, like, they're the, they're, they play this timeless character, but I also feel like I would definitely run into them in New York City. Like, <laughs> I just feel... I just, I just totally... The one could probably like, be the face of God. Yeah. Carlotta Molin. Yeah. No, she she was absolutely amazing. We made a joke, Faden, that uh, it was like when you're in the background, but you still get all the sex scenes because <laughs> they really did. Yeah, she's just having a time. She fucking got it like the whole time. <laughs> she got to, <laughs> she got some. She was with everybody, <laughs> like literally oh, everybody. Oh, yeah. Poor Carl. Poor Carl. What Poor theme Carl. do you take from this game? 
uh, exactly the theme that I predicted I would take away, which was uh, achieving longevity slash immortality through artwork uh, paralleled with like an examination of what it means to create things. Artists are insufferable. <laughs> I take it that the creation of art is a healing human process that we should all value. Wow. This is some... It's quite the, the the variety of experience uh, <laughs> themes. <laughs> so many themes. Yeah. So many themes. Is there anything you can you think everyone needs to find in the footage to get the clearest picture of the story? So I guess uh, what's if you had to pick out a scene that would give you the clearest picture? Which one would you pick? I mean, it's got to be the interview, right? Probably, the... yeah, the Johnny Carson interview. Yeah, I would, I would go with that one too. Would you have been seduced by Marissa Marcel? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think 100%. so. I was watching it. Like I was like, <laughs> "All right, listen, I'm here. What do you want?" <laughs> now we're, we're going to get into some non-immortality questions. The first one from Doctor Beppis: Do you think video games distract us from the greatest game of all? The NFL? Yeah. <laughs> that is true. The NFL is hurting for uh, seats this season. Couldn't have anything to do with the global pandemic still rampaging through the country. but that's Or the fact that there. football is expensive and, you know, it's and lost manish. a bit of its luster. Yeah, you know, they can't freaking tackle guys right out of the air anymore and grab them by the face mask and give them concussive trauma like they used to. <laughs> that, I do also think, it lost its flair because people woke up to the violence a bit. Probably. Now they just like violence in a more controlled environment, like a pro wrestling ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, more controlled. I, I, I guess technically it is, yes. Yeah, well, I have this suspicion that football is also totally scripted. That would be... Uh, football is a turn-based strategy game. <laughs> and video games distract us from that. That's true. It's true. Okay, the next one is from Keyching Queen. How do y'all think gotcha games slash all video games work in a moneyless communist society? Well, they probably work pretty well, actually. Oh, yeah, elaborate. I mean... Um, I'm envisioning a moneyless communist utopia in which there's just free energy because uh, everything is produced by uh, fission, nuclear fission, uh, mm -hmm. which we have achieved and thus no, no longer concerned about energy production. We can all turn to our neighbor and say, I love you and let's make food together and also play, um, uh, play uh afk arena where now since it's communism gems uh, the premium currency no longer exists we just get 10 10 free character rolls a day mm. <laughs> and, and everyone gets 10 free character i don't know <laughs> I, look the ideal state of gotcha games is 10 free character rolls a day honestly i'd take it <laughs> I just want D. Luke in Genshin Impact. That's literally all I want. <laughs> and that you could is... potentially get D. Luke with ten free character rolls a day. See, that's I come from this as uh, Gotcha Games just wouldn't exist. 
Probably not. I mean, you're right. <laughs> That's the actual answer, but under it's communism, fun to, gambling you know. is gone. Would would football exist under communism? I guess is our main question now. I hope not. <laughs> probably, pro- probably. Just better football, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, I think they call that soccer. But <laughs> all right. <laughs> Coming after the NFL, the the rest of the world likes that football. <laughs> and our last question: the traveler wants to know if we have discussed the Rockstar leak on any of our media. No, we haven't. Thank you for asking. So the Rockstar leak. Oh, are we going to? Jake, do you want to explain what happened? I genuinely don't know. Wait, do you really not? I so I'm assuming if the words Rockstar and leak are in the same sentence. The internet now knows more about Grand Theft Auto 6 than it did prior to this leak. Can I, can I safely assume that? Yeah. Wow, okay. So, GTA 6, a whole bunch of builds leaked online. Actual playable builds. Just videos of the builds. But that ignited a shitstorm. Where... Some people thought that GTA would just look like this now because graphics are the first things that are made in the game. Oh, is that why <laughs> Sam Barlow posted the thing? Yep. Oh. <laughs> it, yeah, so someone we found out just, I think, yesterday or uh, the day before, a 17-year-old in London was arrested for hacking into Rockstar servers. And stealing all this build information and posting videos online. So that's going to be a thing. Cool. 17-year-olds are the worst. I was one once. I can say that. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I I don't know. Hopefully we can reform this hardened criminal. What was just the most interesting thing about the leak to me was that uh, it just looks like GTA. I mean... I didn't need anyone to hack to show me that GTA looks like GTA. Yeah, like, what? what is anyone expecting differently? That you're going to be able to fly a helicopter, you can flip off people on the street, and you can kill any innocent stranger you so happen upon. It's like, <laughs> there's nothing's going to change. Right. Oh, it's in Vice City. Okay. Ooh. Cool. <laughs> wow, we've never been there before, except wait. Thankfully, the... Thankfully, though, it had an unintended consequence with a whole bunch of game developers posting unfinished images, videos, and builds of their game. So I've seen a lot of people say that this won't actually give transparency in video games and that actually people will be more secretive now. But so far, it seems like the opposite has happened. So I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. Why not be transparent? I mean, capital interest. Oh, true. I guess, apparently. Oh, of course. And also, I can see why not, because a lot of people are really shitty about GTA <laughs> looking bad. Everyone knows graphics are the first thing designed. They are the first thing designed. They're already set and baked in. The next thing is just missions. <laughs> people are well, stupid. Well, yeah, you build, you build a game off of the graphics, right? Right, obviously. That's 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 the best way to go about it. I mean, I don't know much about video games, but if I sat there and thought about it for more than 30 seconds, I could probably put together that a system that runs on numbers and and algorithms 
is not a visually forward system. <laughs> Strange that, right? Weird. It's, it's just you got to take five seconds out of your day to realize that you don't know everything. That's yeah. the hard part. That it is the hard part. It, that's something I struggle with daily. <laughs> For about five seconds, actually, I struggle with it. <laughs> and then I move on. Now, we're getting to the end. And Jake, do you have anything you would like to plug or promote? Just Royal Duality, free on Steam. It's a visual novel video game that I can be heard in um, if you get far enough. So, yeah, I would say play Royal Duality on Steam for free. (laughs) Now, can I input the Konami code to unlock you right away? No, um, I don't think it works like that. Damn. That would be a nice little uh, little secret. That You yeah. should put that in your voice acting writers, that you have to be a Konami code unlock. So if anyone can put the Konami code in, they just get your voice lines. True. Good call. Yeah, do that for I'll your next that. contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. I'll tell them that that's a, that's a deal breaker. Dale, do you have anything? Uh, just shout out to all you lovely audience members. Thanks for listening. Nice, nice. Nice. Uh, I wrote a piece on immortality. I will include it in the show notes. Everyone should, everyone should read it. It's nice. Yeah. And you can ask a question of us any week, any month, any time. If you go into our discord, which is also in the show notes. Ooh, you sh- you should join. We're we're posting gaming screenshots now. That seems to be the thing we're doing, which which has been Lo- fun. Yeah, lots of fun gaming screenshots. And fuck. Oh, did you two get the scene where Carl says fuck? Yes. Fuck. Just like a bunch. Fuck. They just yeah. like bullied him. Fuckity fuck <laughs> fuck fuck fuck. Yeah. Because <laughs> he much. doesn't know how to say it, and so Marissa Marcel's like. You never said fuck before, have you? No. On screen. It's like, nope. <laughs> All right, I need you to say it now, repeatedly. Also, great scene to reverse. Fuck. <laughs> do, do you have a way to end this one, Dale? Uh, no. I don't know how to end this. I don't know how to get out of here. I don't know how to escape this vortex of a meandering ending. I'll just burn our film, though.